we are going to study today the tenth and last chapter of Ilchot Yisodeh HaTorah, the first set of halachot from Mishneh Torah. And this chapter is going to be a continuation of the last three chapters that dealt with uh, the subject of prophecy and how God, the creator of the world, whom we introduced at the very outset, also communicates to mankind through prophets. This is one of the most important bases of the Torah, which is, as we know, a book given to Moshe Rabbeinu through a special prophecy that uh, we described in one of the previous chapters. Halakha Aleph Kol Navi Shayamod Lanu Beyomar Shashem Shelaho A prophet that claims he's been sent by God. אין הוא צריך לעשות עוד כאחד מאותות משה רבנו, או כאותות אליהו ואלישה, שיש בהם שינוי מנהגו של העולם. We should not expect from, any prophet, from each prophet, from every prophet, to be able to perform signs that are as impressive as the signs of משה רבנו, like bringing man from the sky, or like the signs from אליהו or אלישה. Eliyahu, for example, uh, he opened the, the Jordan when he was crossing to, to, to be taken from, from this world. Or Elisha made, made a, a little vessel of oil, um, have more oil than, than people thought it, it should have. But rather, the sign is normally about foretelling what's going to happen in the world, in the physical reality, and that this forecast becomes, comes to reality, becomes true. As it says in Devarim, it, uh, when, when it's describing how we should know that a prophet is not saying something in the name of God, then the sign for that is, I'm just finding the Pasuk, Asher yedaber hanavi b'shem Adonai velo yihye hadavar velo yavo, hu hadavar asher lo dibero Adonai, bezadon dibero hanavi lo tagur mimenu. So on the negative side, we know that when a prophet says something and it doesn't come true, that's not a real prophet. In other words, we can infer that the way we know someone is a real prophet is when he says something that's going to be, happen in the future, and it does happen. But, Therefore, when someone comes whom we know by reputation, he's worthy, of being a Navi. Again, we described what that means in one of the previous chapters. It's a very, he's a great sage of, of repute, and he is very disciplined. He's uh, 
both disciplined in his actions and in his mind. He knows a lot, and we know that that person has been dedicating themselves to studying um, things that are, are the frontier of human knowledge. So the Malachut Hashem, if someone comes and says that he has a message, he's an agent of God, and the kind of agency he comes to do, the kind of message he has, is not to add or subtract from the Torah. But rather, he's encouraging people to worship Hashem through the Torah. We don't ask for him to open the sea or to bring someone who died back to life or something of the sort. And only after we'll believe you. Rather, we tell him, We rather ask him, if you truly are Navi as you claim, tell us something that's going to happen. And he says, and then we wait to see if that comes to be. If this doesn't happen, even if what he says does not come to be in one small respect, that's already enough for us to know that this is not a true prophet. But if everything came to be, then we should, in our eyes, we should trust this Navi. But we are allowed to, or we should, test this Navi several times. If everything he says that's going to happen in all the time we test him come to be, then he is a reliable prophet. As it was said about Shemuel, that all of Israel between Dan in the north and Beersheba in the south uh, understood or knew that Shemuel was reliable, trustworthy as a prophet to Hashem. Namely, there is an element here of the trust that needs to be earned. It's not only that the Navi needs to make a sign, but he needs to make a sign or several signs that are sufficient to gain the trust of the people, like Shemuel gained the trust of Israel back in his day. Dalet. So Haramam says, but wait a second, there is some people that are in the business of telling you what's going to happen in the future through some kind of tricks, uh, reading cards, uh, all the things that, uh, that, uh, that are, are not permissible to do under halakha, but sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they look at your hand, at the lines in your hand, and they tell you, um, we know that tomorrow you're going to have a good day or something of the sort, or the horoscopes in, in the newspapers, etc. So what is the difference between that kind of telling the future and the telling the future that we should expect from a prophet? Ella <laughs> 
מקצת דבריהם מתקיימים ומקצתם אין מתקיימים. There is one crucial difference and that is the absolute reliability of this forecast. When, you, when someone is just pretending to know the future and they are trying to trick you into believing that they know the future and they give you a very vague description of what's going to happen and that comes to be, they are always risking and it's almost inevitable that there may be small things that are not as they predicted, as they forecasted. יעמדונה ויושיעוך עוברי שמיים החוזים בכוכבים מובילים לחודשים מאשר יבואו עלייך. אז אם ישעיהו יצאז, God is challenging עם ישראל to go and try to tell the future through those who look at the stars to tell you what's happening, as though to tell them they will not know what happens. So ישעיהו tells עם ישראל, If you really want to know, if, if you don't want to use me as a prophet, I know exactly what's going to happen to the dot, and I'm reliable to the dot, but I challenge you, if you don't want me, go and try to find what's going to happen through any of these diviners that, that, or astrologers that look at the stars and tell you what's going to happen, obviously in a rhetorical way, uh, namely, that they don't really know, they cannot know exactly everything that's going to happen. So Yishayahu said, and, and see if they can tell you some of the things that can happen to you, some of the things, and not everything. And it's also possible with all of these diviners and astrologers, uh, we'll, we'll dedicate, by the way, a chapter divination, astrology, and, and magic later on in, in this same book, Milchot Avodah Zarah. And just as a, as a preview, Harambam very firmly believed that none of those things is real. It's only an illusion and a manipulation of, of perception and of the mind. It's also possible that nothing will become reality. They could be wrong on everything. Like it said about Hashem, that Hashem is the one who, who can, who can uh, nullify, who can uh, render moot. Any sign that's being given by Badim is one kind of diviner, or he makes fun of magicians. God, in other words, a magician tells you, Uh, I'm looking at your forehead and tomorrow you're going to have a very bad day or some other vague, vague description of things that are low risk in the sense that, you know, everyone can then say, oh yeah, I had a bad day exactly after this magician told me. But then what Borea Olam might do is he might make you have the best day of your life the next day, thus making fun of this uh, magician, Kosumimi Holel. Hey. But the Prophet, everything he says, comes to be Because it's said that it was said in Melachim, for not one word from what Hashem says will, will not happen. 
and, and by the way, this is paraphrased in the Berachot that we say uh, before, uh, after reading the Haftarah, the Haftarah on Shabbat. V'chen hu omer, an-navi asher ito halom yesaper halom, v'asher devari ito yedaber devari emet, malateven et habar ve'um Hashem. And uh, in Irmeyahu, Irmeyahu, by the way, is the source for much of what we know about prophecy, because Irmeyahu had his uh, his problems in his time. He had many challengers. There were prophets in his time that were not true prophets. So he he, as we'll see in a bit, he set up a couple of tests to tell if someone is a pro is a true prophet or not. He gave some some uh, indication of. How do we know he's a true prophet and others are not true prophets? So he's uh, he's saying a navi who has a dream, in other words, a prophetic dream uh, to 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 tell a message. and he tells it. And the one who has my word with him says Hashem, will speak my 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 message truthfully. How could you compare? Teven means um, the, the wheat before you separate the, the bad things, the, the shaft from the, from the grain. And bar is when you only have the clean grain. Bar means clean, like something barur is something very clear. Borer on Shabbat is when you clean something from impurities or from things that don't belong there. So bar means, means pure. How could you compare something that is like Teven with something like, like that is like bar? As if to say that the, the, message, the messages that are brought by someone who is not a prophet, like magicians, and, or something that you can see in a dream that's not a prophetic dream, it's like having Teven, it's like having the full wheat with all of the, the things that are not edible, that has within it a little bit of grain, of pure grain, but the message of God is like grain that has no impurities within it. In other words, all of it is true, all of it comes to be. And the prediction of the future is 100% accurate. Vav, and this is exactly what the Torah was referring to when it says that when the Me'onanin, Me'onanin, again, diviners, Kosmin and magicians, when they tell the other nations, nations that are not Am Israel, they tell them falsehoods and lies. And, and try to manipulate their populations by pretending we know what's going to happen in the future. Those are contrasted to our prophets who speak 100% the truth. And we sh do not need to recourse, do not need to, to, to use this me'onanin and kosmim and people of those kind of, of that ilk uh, the rest of the pasuk is the more important part 
that uh, the, the Torah says, you shall not have, you shall not, one second. You shall not have someone who, who, um, who brings as, uh, who does the molech uh, ritual, which we described in one of the previous classes, kosem kesamim, or anyone who does any kind of magic tricks, meonen umnahesh umhashef, or or predictors of the future, in in a, uh, in, in, in with some kind of trickery or astrology. Or people who do things to communicate with the dead, because this is something that God um, despises and, and wants us to, to despise. Um, rather, you need to be tamim. You need to be truthful. You need to be uh, straightforward with God. This is the important pasuk because this goyim, these other nations, which you are now taking away from the land of Canaan, as we were going in, they, what they appeal to, what they refer to when they need, when they want to know the future, they go to these diviners and these astrologers. But you. It's not this what God has established for you. Rather, Moshe Rabbeinu says, you will have a prophet from among your brethren, like me, that God will establish for you, and to him you're going to listen. In other words, very clear contrast between one kind of alleged future predictors, diviners, astrologers, magicians, and the other kind, which is the true prophets of God. Zayn, halamadta, she'en han-navi omed lanu ela lehodi aynu devarim ha'atidim lihiyot ba'olam, misova v'ra'av, minhama, v'shalom, v'chayose bahen. So from here you can know that because there is this comparison between this category of magicians and, uh, and diviners, that what they have in common is that they alleged, alleged to know the future and the prophet. You know that one of the main functions of the prophet is to tell us what's going to happen in the future. For example, if there is going to be a, a year of abundance or of famine, war, peace, and things of the sort, and even private affairs <clears throat> can be foretold by the prophet, like what Shemuel told Shaul when he was being selected to, to become the king of Israel, the first king of Israel, that Shemuel told him exactly where to find the donkeys that had been lost to his father. And... and uh, and so on and so forth. That's what we expect from the Navi. The Navi has access to know what's going to happen in the future. Not, he doesn't have access to uh, some secret knowledge that 
comes to affect the Torah and add or subtract from it. Het. Divrei ha-Puranut she-ha-Navi omer, kigon she-yomar peloni yamut, o shana peloni chenat ra'av, o milhama v'chayoseh bidvarim ellu. Now, we are going to establish a distinction. We said everything the Navi tells about the future needs to come true, needs to become reality. Well, there is one exception. Things that the Navi foretells about the future that are negative, they are bad things that are going to happen. Like, for example, if he says, this person is going to die, or this year is going to be a year of famine or of war, if these things don't happen, this is not a refutation of his prophecy. And when something that is negative in the Nebuah does not happen, we don't say to the Navi, hey, you told us it was going to happen and it didn't. Because one of the things that Moshe Rabbeinu knows and all the prophets know about God's management of human affairs, of history, is that sometimes God forgives. And although the world has been put in a course leading to something pretty bad, sometimes God changes that course if human behavior changes and prevents that bad thing from happening. And it's possible that people do teshuva, they go back from their bad ways, and they are forgiven, just like happened with the city of Nineveh, that Yonah went to them. By the way, the Pasuk we just said is from Yonah. Yonah was actually concerned that this exact thing would happen. He said to God, God, you're sending me to the city of Nineveh to tell them they are going to be destroyed. But I know that although I tell them that, this may not happen because you are very forgiving and uh, you might forgive them and not destroy them in the end, even though you're telling them right now that you are forgiving them. Um, and, uh, and that's why I don't want to go. And that's exactly what happened. Or like Hizkiyahu, in the times of Hizkiyahu, the people were behaving much better than his father Ahaz's time. So what uh, God did then is something that was going to happen, which was Ashur, the Assyrians were going, they were supposed to, and all the prophecies before that time indicated that the Assyrians were supposed to conquer and capture uh, Yehuda, the kingdom of Yehuda, just like they had captured and taken the 10 tribes from the north, so what ended up happening is God saved them from the Assyrians, did not completely uh, forgave Jerusalem from being destroyed, but this destruction was postponed for a few generations later with uh, the Babylonians, with Nebuchadnezzar. Tet. אבל אם הבטיח על טובה ואמר שיהיה כך וכך ולא בא, טובה שאמר בידוע שהוא מביא שקר שכל דבר טובה שיגזור האל אפילו על תנאי אינו חוזר. 
But if the prophecy was about something positive, and this something positive does not happen, even in one small respect, then this is a certain proof that whatever the Navi said was not a true prophecy. Because everything that God promises, even if he promises it with some condition, this is going to happen. And Borei Olam, God does not, does not go back from his positive promises. So now you know that the only good test for a prophet is not in negative prophecies, but in positive prophecies. Yud, Yod, This is what Irmiyahu says when he had this debate with Hananiah ben Azur, who had said he was a false prophet, and he was claiming that, uh, unlike what Irmiyahu was saying, the Babylonians would not win the day, the Babylonians would not capture Yerushalayim, and everything was going to be uh, a happy ending. When Irmiyahu was uh, delivering negative prophecies, Hananiah was actually delivering a positive prophecy. So Irmiyahu told him to Hananiah, He told him, Hananiah, listen, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. This is not a fair debate between you and I because you have much more to lose than I do. If what you say doesn't happen, if, if what I say doesn't happen, in other words, if God ends up not destroying Yerushalayim, then this is not a proof that I am a false prophet. But if what you say doesn't come to be, it's going to be evident, it's going to be proof that you are a false prophet. Uh, as uh, this whole episode starts with these words, but listen right now, says, uh, says Yirmiyahu to Hananiah, prefacing what we just said, listen to this. And then he tells him what, what we just said, that given that Hananiah is giving a positive prophecy, this is going to be a test to the veracity of his prophecy, whereas Yirmiyahu's negative prophecy that, that Yerushalayim was going to be destroyed is to be taken as a warning that may or may not happen. It may not happen if the, if the people change the ways. Yod Aleph. There is one other way by which we can establish the veracity or the trustworthiness of a prophet, and that is if a prophet whose trustworthiness was established says, uh, everyone, listen, I know that this other person is a reliable prophet. As happened with Moshe and Yehoshua, the nation started believing in Yehoshua because Moshe Rabbeinu appointed him and told everyone that Yehoshua was a trustworthy prophet. And so too, for the posterity, this is a rule that when one Navi says about another Navi that he's trustworthy, that's enough for us. Once a prophet has established his trustworthiness, again, we said at first, before this happens, 
we may demand from him more than one sign. But once his prophecy has been established, and and uh, and we know, we trust that he is a prophet, or if another prophet referred him and testified that this is a good prophet, and this prophet continues, continues, continues doing things that we'd expect from a prophet. In other words, it's not that suddenly he he uh, starts doing Abu or something like that, but he continues living the kind of a life and building himself the kind of reputation we'd expect from the prophet. It's forbidden to have doubt on what he says and, and to, to, to think maybe what he's saying is not true. And it's forbidden to test him more than necessary. And we cannot continuously, uh, perpetually test this Navi to see if, if he is reliable or not. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu warned Am Israel about. Do not test God as you tested him in Massa, which the implication is, was... Uh, one time too many that we were asking for miracles for tests where we said in massa let us see if god is within us or not uh, this is uh, when uh, when musharabenu was uh, was asked to hit the, the rock Rather, once it's known, it's established that someone is a prophet, everyone should trust and rely and know that God is among us and sending us these messages and we should not think twice about this, as uh, it said uh, about the Hezkel, that uh, the people will know that they have a prophet among them. In other words, uh, the implication being, and once they know, that's going to be it, and this is not subject to further examination and further testing. So with this, we finish the 10th and last chapter of Ilchotis Torah, and tomorrow, we are going to begin Ilchot Deot, which is going to be taught by a surprise teacher.